What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we really can talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. Most of the topics are meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. And on this platform, anything goes. I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue over here in New Jersey. Hope everyone is doing well. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. What the hell you've been waiting for? You should have been here sooner. She's... And if you are joining us for the first time, you're going to find out that I speak Sicilian along with speaking dogs and speaking inspirational stories and all sorts of cool stuff. And if you have joined us before, welcome once again. Thanks for the support. You guys are the bombs. Grazie mille. So we're going to talk about dogs as always, and we're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. But today there's going to be a couple of topics that um, I really think we need to touch up on. A couple of topics that are very, very important, especially in the dog world, especially with all the misinformation out there and with all the naysayers and all the bullshit drama. We're going to talk about the importance of training people and not training dogs, because here at Pac-Man to the Rescue, that's the mantra. It's about training people, not training dogs. And I want to talk about that a little bit further and I get into that a little bit. And in the same token, I'm also going to talk about the importance of being a leader to your dogs, which is another thing that's very taboo. Oh, non support discourse. That's something that's a very taboo to certain individuals, you know, about, you know, being a leader, establishing a hierarchy of authority, you know, being an authority figure. And we're going to touch up a little bit on that. And also tying in with the why it's important to train people and not dogs. And also with the establishing leadership, we're going to talk about kids and dogs. So we're going to touch up on those three topics today. And so sit down, have some popcorn, a beer. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I have to really stop shooting this podcast on an empty stomach because I am always starving. Oh, petito, petito. I'm always starving when... Uh, when I'm doing this thing. So I need to start eating or maybe we'll eat, you know, together. I'll have some food while you guys listen to the podcast and it'll be interesting. So anyway, uh, before we kick this off, make sure that you uh, subscribe to this podcast, Barking for Balance. We are on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google, along with being on YouTube. So make sure you hit those subscribe buttons so you don't miss any episodes of the Barking for Balance podcast and you don't miss any episodes of the Pat the Pac-Man beautiful face and sexy-ass voice. Anyway, so moving right along. By the way, if you're wondering what that saying means, means like the ass of a kitten. Yeah, so that's uh, actually something, something my mother says quite often, and I just I just think it's hysterical. Is when you say somebody's beardo, which means that they're beautiful or good looking or whatever. And you know the counter to that is yeah, like the ass of a kitten. So I mean, I guess that's a little bit of a compliment because it could be like the ass of a cat or the ass of a donkey or the ass of a cow or the ass of a whatever, or the ass of a human for that matter. But an ass of a kitten, I guess it's kind of cute. So. I don't know. It's a little bit of an insult, a little bit of a compliment. I'm not sure how to take that. You guys uh, share with me how you feel about that. Let me know. Uh, but that's the saying. So when somebody says, uh, you know, you're good looking or beautiful or pretty or whatever, you could say, yeah, like the ass of a kitten. Now, granted, it doesn't rhyme like it does in Sicilian, but either way, it's all good. So and that's the bottom line. So you're cute like the ass of a kitten. Something to cut. Don't start complimenting, you know, spouses, your husband and wife. That's going to be some divorces with all that shit. Okay, moving right along into the dog world. Let's talk about dogs. 
out of the kitten world of the asses of a kitten and the divorces of spouses who are complimenting each other based on uh, looking like an ass of a kitten. Let's move it along to some dogs. So training people, not dogs. That is really what I live for. That is what I do for a living. I am very adamant about telling people I am not a dog trainer. I get pissed off when people call me a dog trainer. I get really, really annoyed when I'm associated with being a dog trainer. Fuck that. And I'm going to, I have to really shoot a podcast about this dog trainer, dog training world, but enough about that. We'll talk about that on a separate podcast, which there will be a lot of maleparol, a lot of curse words there. So, but uh, why is it so important to train people, not dogs? It's simple because training dogs does absolutely jack shit. Every freaking dog on the planet is trained. You know what I'm saying? Every dog needs to, basically what dog training is, it teaches dogs to perform a, a, a specific trick, like sit, stay, lay down, or give paw, all that crap on command. So it's more like, like you push a button and the dog performs. And the reason why, and I'm, I don't want to get into too much of this topic right now because of the fact that um, it's going to take me into a tangent where I'm going to start screaming and hollering about the whole dog training and dog trainers and all that crap and how they try to use that bullshit stuff to fix you know, behavioral issues or to think that that stuff actually makes dogs happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. And the bottom line is that when you train people, that is the source that will make a dog happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. So I'm going to ask you guys a question, okay? You guys, dog lovers, dog owners, you know, whether you're involved in the dog world, whatever, you know, the situation is, what we, what do you want? Do you want a well-trained dog or do you want a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved? Which one is it? Right? So you got to answer that question in order to understand what it is that your goals are. Now, if you're looking to have a dog that's well-trained, then well-trained means that, and, and when I say training, dog training or dog trainers, I mean like the traditional dog sits, they lay down, treats dog trainer. I'm not talking about like the dog trainers that specialize in training dogs for personal protection, for bomb detection, you know, canine training, that kind of stuff. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the general, you know, sit, stay, lay down, you know, treats, bullshit, trick-or-treaters as I call them. So do you want a dog that's well-trained or do you want a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved? Because here's the thing, guys. When you have a dog that's well-trained, I got news for you. Like I said, I was saying before, every single dog on the planet is well-trained. Every single dog on the planet knows how to sit, stay, and lay down. I mean, kids teach their dogs how to, how to do that crap. You know, you could watch a YouTube video and learn how to do that crap. You don't, it's not, it doesn't do anything. And furthermore, if that is what's necessary for a dog to be quote unquote, well-behaved, to be well-trained, then why is there so many poorly behaved dogs out there? Why is there so many, you know, psychologically unbalanced dogs and, and, and troubled dogs. They're not all abused. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people fall in love with that story. Well, I don't know what the parents were. This dog must have been abused. Blah, 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 blah. It's all bullshit. It's not true at all. It's because we focus on training a dog. We focus on treating a dog in a way that makes no sense to them. You know what I'm saying? And all this, the treats and the obedience commands doesn't do anything. There's people that are there's people that are just just obsessed and fixated, you know, that whenever you have a dog that's fearful, a dog that's aggressive, just throw some treats at them. You know, just throw a couple of hot dogs. I mean, come on. If it was that easy, why are there so many troubled dogs out there? 
why are there so many poorly behaved dogs out there? You know what I mean? So we have to train people in understanding what dogs want first and foremost. Like, again, going back to, to the concept that we have to train a dog. When was the last time that you saw dogs train, work with each other or negotiate with each other through the use of treats or the use of commands? They don't do that because it's not natural for them to be communicating and to understand that kind of crap. For them, when you perform those tricks, you're, you're creating an understanding that you have no clue what the hell's going on in their heads. You have no clue what they want, what they need, what they desire as dogs. You know what I'm saying? So our job is to step out of the way and understand their needs and their psychology and their way of communication. And it ain't the treats. Give them all the treats you want. But don't under, don't think that that's going to solve problems. Also, don't think that that's going to start things off on the right foot. Because even when when people get like a new puppy or or just to bring a dog home or whatever the case may be, they start off well. I got to enroll him in obedience classes because you know I want my dog to be well trained. And oh yeah, he he graduated from the school. Yeah, that that's part of the the, the crap that that people are 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 just you know. Uh, bamboozled by is the dog trainers that issue these, these these stupid ass pieces of paper that says your dog has graduated from the canine academy of whatever of you know what i mean and people that are unknowledgeable people that don't know any better you know they believe that that's all that's necessary they believe that that's all it takes is a couple of classes you know and everything is done i mean come on you know dogs are creatures that require a lot you know what I'm saying? And when I say a lot, it's not like, oh, my God, bed it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah, you know, there's, there's some effort that has to be put into it at first, but it's not a lot, meaning like so much that it's just going to um, destroy your world. And this is going to tie in with why it's important to be a leader, you know, to your dog, because if you establish that hierarchy of authority, if you establish direction, bounds and limits with your dog and you give your dog expectations as to what it is, what it is that you want then your dog won't have any problems. Your dog will know what you want from them. And one of the things that's beautiful about dogs is they want to give us more of what we want. So if we show them that this is what the expectations are, we take away the fact that they have to be protective, that they have to be nervous, that they have to be anxious. We tell them every single moment, second by second, what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. They're going to be calm. They're going to be relaxed. Because think about this logically. And I really want you guys to, to think about this. When Remember when you guys were children, or even if you have children, but remember when you guys were, when we, you guys, I'm like talking like I'm three years old. I wish I was. But, you know, like when we were kids, like children, we didn't have a worry in the world. Why? Why did we not have a worry in the world? Think about it. Because our parents did everything for us. You know what I'm saying? So if they did everything for us, we were nice and relaxed and we could just enjoy life. It's when we become adults that we, I get a travagliar, I got to go work, I get a faras pizza, I got to go shopping, I got pulitziar, you got to clean, you got to do the chores and all that kind of stuff. And that's when life becomes stressful. You know, you got to work and you got to do all this kind of stuff. And that's where life becomes more stressful. But as children, it's easy. There's nothing to worry about. You don't got to worry about money. You don't got to worry about chores. You don't got to worry about relationship issues. You don't got to worry about religion issues and all whatever. It, it, you don't have to worry about nothing. And that's really what we should do with our dogs by establishing our by establishing ourselves as those leaders, as that authority figure. It, being a leader is being an authority figure. Being a you know establishing a hierarchy of authority is not a bad thing. It's actually sets the tone with what the expectations are. And unfortunately, people don't get 
that that's what dogs do. That's what dogs want. They want to be told what to do. If you don't tell them what to do, they're just going to do their own shit. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't set the expectations, if we don't establish direction, bounds, and limits, it's chaos. So they're just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I'm from, you know, think about it like this, guys. This is a great example I always use with my clients. If, if you go into a new job, right, and nobody tells you anything, they don't tell you what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to come in, they don't tell you where anything is, they don't even tell you where the bathrooms are, you're going to be sitting there like, what the hell? And eventually, you're going to start to get frustrated. And from frustration, you're going to start to become anxious, right? Does that sound familiar? How many dogs are anxious, nervous, insecure, unsure, aggressive? It's because they don't know their role. They don't know their job. They don't know the expectations. What do you want from me? I mean, somebody's got to be the protector. Somebody's got to be the provider. I guess it's my job. Okay, fine. So when we start throwing in the treats and we start communicating with them all these different ways that are nurturing, right? We're nurturing the state of mind that they're in. And the state of mind that they're in is nervous, anxious, fearful, aggressive, or whatever. But it all stems from that lack of direction. Does that make sense? right? Does that make sense? It's the lack of direction. They don't have any direction because we did not establish a hierarchy of authority. We did not establish directions, bounds, and limits. That's our job. That's our job. As soon as they come in, listen, there's three components to this whole thing. Mental and physical stimulation, right? Which is the work, is the formula, work. The second part is directions, bounds, and limits, which is the rules, what we want, what the expectations are. And the third component is Guess what? Reward. And rewards are everything. It's food, it's toys, treats, affection, tension, love, freedom, blah, 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 blah. Sky's the limit. I got news for you. I have never had to teach my clients ever the third component. Ever have I ever had to do that. Nobody needs to do that because we automatically reward. The problem is that, again, understanding the psychology of the dog and why it's important to train people and not dogs is because that formula needs to be in proportion. There needs to be work, rules, and rewards in proportion. Now, here's going to throw you for a loop, guys. You ready for this one? Barking for balance has the word what in it? No, not barking. No, not for. Come on. What's the third one? No, not podcast. No, not podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Barking for balance has the word balance in it. And I put the word balance in it for a reason, because our job is to live a balanced life. If we focus too much on one thing, something else is going to lack. And now our lives are not in balance. Our lives are not balanced. And balance is a good thing, right? So we want a little bit of everything, right? Now, dogs, same thing. They require those three things, mental and physical stimulation, direction, bounds, and limits, and the rewards. So it's the work, the rules, and the rewards. Now, that's the life of a dog. Very simple. Very, oh my God, that's it? That's it, guys. It's not that complicated. It's not as complicated as the dog training community. The dog trainers make it seem where you got to train with this treats and all this crap. No, that stuff is just for fun. You know, you could teach a dog to sit. I've, I've trained my I've trained clients with three, four, five commands in the span of 20 minutes. It's not that complicated to do that crap. You know what I'm saying? Those are tricks. You get a couple of treats. You say the word. They do the behavior. Here's a treat. You move on. Really? That's all it takes? Good luck. Good luck. Not just to you, but I feel bad for those dogs because those dogs just don't are not living the life that they should be because of the fact that their lives are unbalanced. 
And so that's why barking for balance, that word balance was so important for me to put it in there because most people either don't provide one of those three, don't provide enough of one of those three, or don't provide any of that of those three. Sometimes, again, it's one, the other, the reward is always there though. That is always the case. Most of the time, it's at the wrong time, in the wrong way, and in the wrong amount. And when we're lacking with the other two, that's where we create problems. Make sense? Does that make sense, guys? There you go. So understanding the psychology of a dog basically means that we have to provide work, we have to provide rules, we have to provide rewards, all in proportion, okay? Now, when it comes to understanding the communication of dogs, this is another thing, training people, not training dogs. Do dogs negotiate with treats and obedience commands? We talked about that before. If you said yes, then you haven't been paying attention. The answer is no. The way they communicate is with energy and body language. What the hell does that mean? Energy, body language, simple. Watch dogs communicate with each other. They communicate with their body, right? The way they're positioned, the way their ears are, their tail, their posture, right? It communicates something. Now, humans, theoretically, I mean, not, let me phrase that, not theoretically. In fact, humans, we do the same thing. We do communicate with our bodies. We communicate more with our with nonverbal communication. And I forget what the percentage is. I want to say it's like 80% of how humans communicate is nonverbal. It's something ridiculous like that. But if that's the case, then why are we trying to communicate verbally with the dog who doesn't communicate verbally at all? <gasps> the Pac-Man said something crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that's, that, that's true. It's a really crazy number. So, you know, you guys let me know what that number actually is. But nonverbal communication, just it's huge on the human side, right? We communicate with our body language. We communicate with our tone of voice. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, the ex facial expressions, micro expressions. If you guys aren't familiar with that, micro expressions, pay attention. Your spouses will love this, especially, you know, you husbands and, uh, and boyfriends, pay attention to their girlfriends and, uh, and wives, those micro expressions, there's, there's some stuff going on there, but that's how dogs communicate with energy and body language. Now, what is the energy component? Energy, very important. The way they feel, the way we feel, right? The emotion, emotions is basically energy. That's the bottom line, right? So when a dog is smelling you or smelling another dog, why do you think they're doing that? They're not trying to smell you because they want to know, you know, what kind of detergent you use, when, what kind of cologne you're wearing so they could go to the store and buy it. They're not looking to know when was the last time you took a shower? No. What they want to know is what are you energy wise, which is what I know the world to be of energy right? So are you a fearful person? Are you a confident person? Are you a weak person? Am I going to be able to bully you? Are you an assertive person? Are you an angry person? What are you in my world? Now, if you show who you are, that's what they're going to base the relationship off of, right? If you also communicate like a human does, when you're meeting a dog, a lot of verbal communication, oh, I'm the baby, oh, hello, I love dogs, I want just so cute, as well. and then you stick your hands in their face, Oh, the baby, I want it. And then you're staring them down with those eyes. That's the communication that is going to make them realize you don't have a clue about what I'm doing here. You don't have a clue about how to communicate with me. Therefore, I'm not going to trust you. Therefore, I'm not going to respect you. You're not being respectful of me. You're not acting like a trustworthy person. 
And that's usually where we start to go down the wrong road. So if you're one of those people who has one of those dogs and you're one of those people that interacts with your own dog that way, well, guess what you're doing? You are creating a dog that knows that you can't be trusted or respected. Guess what? Those are the ones that are going to overpower you. And sometimes it doesn't mean that they overpower you specifically. They could just overpower you by realizing that you can't protect. So they're going to protect for you. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't trust you. They don't respect you as an authority figure. They're, you're not a leader, an authority figure. That's, the, that's how it works. And being a leader is all about that. It's about understanding that much like we were talking about before about parents and children, right? The parent's job is to do what for the kids? Everything. Protect, provide, establish direction, bounds, and limits. Everything. Not just drive them to school and buy them computers and toys and all that shoes and all that shit right? That's the job of a parent. Well, guess what? The job of a dog owner, human dog owner, is to do the exact same stuff. Because you have to understand that in the kid's world, if you allow the kids to take over, as they grow up, they're going to start to take over. They're going to tell your ass what to do. You know what I'm saying? Dogs are the same way. Dogs are going to take control. And most dogs become you know, dominant and assertive and become protective and all that kind of good stuff. Not because they want to, it's because they have no choice. Most of the time, these dogs are so nervous and insecure. They're just protecting against, well, I don't know. I'm just going to bite this guy coming in. I don't know. I'm supposed to do that. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I'm not sure why I'm doing this, but I'm just going to do it. You know? And of course, the brain of a human is not trained to understand dog psychology concepts and also the dog communication. So, well, my dog's protective. So you know what you're going to do? I want, you, I, want you, I want him to trust you. So you know what you're going to do? Here's some cookies. Give him some cookies. And then you come in, you start throwing this dog some cookies and he's like, oh, shit. All right. That's right. You're my bitch now, too. Yeah, I'm the boss around here. Everybody, everybody kisses my ass. Everybody kisses my ass because I'm the boss. So if you're nurturing those state of mind, that state of mind, you're nurturing nervousness. You're nervous, nurturing insecurity. You're nervous. Nurture, ah, I can't even talk. You're nurturing those emotions. You're nurturing insecurity, nurturing nervousness, nurturing aggression, nurturing whatever negative emotion. And that's going to trickle in into creating bad behaviors. You see how it works, guys? Oh, that's how it works. It's not the behaviors that we're fixing. You see the point? See how we tied in? See how the Pac-Man drew this car roundabout and boom, right here we park. What does that mean? Simple. We're not trying to fix the behaviors because those behaviors are not the problem. Those behaviors are results of the problem, outcomes of the problem. So what is the problem? The nervousness, the aggression, the fear, the anxiety. That's the problem. And how it was created? Simple. Lack of direction. No direction, bounds, and limits. A human with very weak energy or and or lack of physical slash mental stimulation. It's that simple. It boils down to those three. I don't give a shit how many cookies you throw in a dog's face. You know, there is no such way to rehabilitate a dog that is fearful or aggressive with hot dogs and chicken. It ain't going to happen. And anybody that tells you otherwise, anybody that says that it can be done and they have done it is lying. So no Pinocchio, no, so not so long along. Their nose is long. They're Pinocchios. They're full of shit. Not possible. You know what I'm saying? You Just like with humans, you can't fix emotions with love and affection and treats and cookies and, and rewards. It just doesn't work. you got to get to the root of the problem. Why is that problem there? You know what I'm saying? And with dogs, it's really simple. There's no, you know, backstory to it. It's very simple. 
It comes from a lack of direction, lack of structure, lack of understanding their role in the family. Whether they, they come to you like that or not, it makes no difference. Your job is to establish the, yourselves as authority figures. As soon as they walk, walk in the door, soon as, as soon as they become yours, your job, I don't care if this dog is three months old or 13 years old, your job is to establish direction, bounds, and limits. Now, obviously, the age, the habits, of course, that takes some time to deprogram and reprogram, but it always stems from the same thing, right? So training people to understand the psychology of the dog, to understand dog's needs. You know, another thing is people don't understand how the brain of a dog is really what we should be focusing on and not the body. How many times have you seen a dog get, get rewarded for performing a physical act where the brain is in a completely different state? Right. So, for example, something as simple. And again, the dog training world was something simple as far as like like teaching a dog not to jump. Right. Why does a dog jump on you? Why? Tell me. You guys know you guys are smart. What's the reason? The reason is they're not jumping for any other reason except for the fact that they're excited. The brain is driving the body to jump. Right. It's also a lack of respect. Right. They're being disrespectful. They got bad manners. Right but it stems primarily from the excitement. So the dog training world, again, the use of treats and obedience commands, they make a dog sit, right? With the cookie, here you go, here's a cookie, sit. Okay, the dog sits. Now you're holding this freaking cookie, you're holding the cookie, dog sits, the brain is excited, the brain is still excited. The body's sitting, but the brain is excited. They're shaking, oh yeah, I get a cookie, oh yeah, I get a cookie, the brain is excited. And then you reward with the cookie, right? And now you're thinking, well, oh my God, you know, shit. Dog was sitting down, wasn't jumping, that's beautiful. But what did you just reward? You just rewarded the excitement because the brain was excited. The brain was excited and you just nurtured it. You just told that dog, that's what I want you to be. That's what I want you to do. I like it when you do that. I like it when you're excited. You know what I'm saying? You don't believe it? I don't know. There's no hope for those people that don't get that. Brain, we focus on the brain, not the body. That's dog communication. That's dog psychology. That's why we train people, not dogs. That's why it's crucial. It's about training people, not training dogs, because we have to focus on the brain, not the body, right? We have to understand the dog's needs. So again, going back to the jumping situation, the dog's jumping on you, just like I said before, because he doesn't respect you. So it's a little bit of dominance, lack of manners, right? Now in your brain, you're thinking, well, hold on a second. The dog wasn't jumping on me. So I fixed the issue. No, you did not fix the issue because you had to bribe the dog to not jump on you. You know what I'm saying? But you also, again, nurtured the excited state. So if the excitement is driving the jumping, did you really get rid of the jumping? Did you really create a sense of respect? Because like I said before, the dog's jumping on you because they're excited. They don't respect you. Okay. Did you fix those issues? If you said yes, well, ding, 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 you got it wrong. Once again, got to write shit down. Ask some questions. If you got to learn this stuff, this is basic principles, guys. This is really why dogs end up getting put down or sent to shelters or returned or whatever is because people don't understand the brain of a dog. They don't understand how to do this stuff correctly, right? It's crucial, crucial. You have to focus on the brain. So again, dog is jumping on you. It's a lack of respect. You're not the leader. Guests are not the leader. It's also excitement. A dog associates people walking in or people in general with excitement, right? So that's the anchor. People equal excitement. Also, I don't respect people, so I'm going to jump all over them, right? Now, if you pull a cookie out and now you're forcing a dog to sit down, 
they're performing that trick. But again, the brain is hyped up. The brain is, oh my God, oh, I'm going to get a cookie. I'm going to get a cookie. I'm going to get a cookie. And then you give them a cookie. Oh yeah, I got a cookie. Oh my, my, these humans love it when I'm excited. Oh, these humans love it when I'm excited. Now, the way that this dog is releasing that excitement is by jumping. Plus he's learning. You, I, you're my bitch. You have to bribe me not to do what I want. So you know what? I'm going to do more of it so I could get more of the stuff that you're going to bribe me with. Make sense? Am I talking Chinese? Am I talking Italian? Of course, I am speaking Sicilian. Yes, but not in this one. This is what we're talking about here, guys. Does this make sense? I really want to know your opinion on, on what we're talking about here because this is really important. And it's not just about jumping. It's about everything. No matter what the behavior is, it all stems from the state of mind nervousness, insecurity, fear. It all stems from those things. Dominance, aggression. It all stems from, it's a state of mind that creates the behavior. Does that make sense? Now, if we address the state of mind, we fix the quote unquote bad behaviors, everybody's happy, right? But it doesn't focus. It doesn't, we don't focus on the way we think it's done by using words. Sit, 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 sit. No, no. Everybody thinks, Everybody thinks that all you have to do is just tell a dog no. So how do you, I mean, I'll, I ask this question. I'll ask you guys too. Well, you know, how do you, how do you correct a dog? Oh, I just, I, you know, I, I, I just turn around. I tell him no. I look at him and no. Okay. And what exactly do you think you've accomplished? Again, I go back to what I said before. When was the last time you saw two dogs talking to each other and one dog is getting a little rough with the other or he's getting too close to his food and he was a no. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way. Right? You know, I mean, it's really simple. It really makes, it's really, in my head, it makes, it's, it's clearly simple. And like, like when people apply these principles, they start to see the results and it's like you know, eye opening. You know what I mean? So again, we'll talk about like, like a dog that's, you know, two dogs that are eating food and another dog comes closer to their, the other, the other's food. Right? What do they do? Do they negotiate? Hey, listen, hold on. See, this is my food. Okay. This is, this is my food. It's not your food. This is my food. So I'll give you, I'll give you some of my food as long as you let me eat the bulk of it. Oh, you know what? Better yet. The next time I get a treat from the, from the, my, my owner, I'm going to get you or actually it's our owner. But next time I get, I'll get a treat. I'll give it to you. So as long as you let me eat my food, is that what they do? Really? Is that what they do? No, that's not what they do. What they really do is they puff up. They show that body and they give a little growl. Right? Maybe they look in that dog's eye contact. Get they give that dog some eye contact. Maybe do a little lunge, like mm, back up, right? Energy. They're showcasing how they feel. They're establishing that this is not acceptable. Now, some dogs do that out of nervousness. Again, insecurity, fear, whatever. But it's you that has to step in and as the leader. See what it boils down to. You have to show that dog that listen. I got this guy. I know he's a little disrespectful. He's new to the house. He's learning. I'm I'm working with him. He's going to get the point. Just like you. You know, you're the older, elder statesman dog here. This is the new guy. You know, he's got to learn the directions, the boundaries, and limits, and he will. That's why I'm here. I'm going to step in. I'm going to let you know you can't do that. And I'm going to let this other dog know it's unnecessary to do that because I got everything covered. Leadership, guys. Leadership, establishing direction, boundaries, and limits. So all dogs coexist with no issues. Multiple species can coexist. I mean, listen, I have a multi-species household. Cats, dogs, birds, and tortoise. I don't keep them in different rooms. They all eat together. I mean, 
it's it's not a big it's not a problem because again there's a center there's an authority figure that establishes everybody with direction bounds and limits and that's not a problem you know what i mean so being a leader is about that much like like when we're talking about with like kids like you know families that have kids the one thing i always tell people that want their kids to be respected i was just talking to to a family yesterday about this and they want their son who's i think like four years old to be more authoritative. I'm like, you can't have that shit. That's just not how it works. You know, nigga, ball. You know, it's the, you know, children are smaller. Their energy is more excitable, but they're also not assertive. You know, your dog needs to understand the hierarchy of authority, but the hierarchy of authority is parents, kids, then dog, right? So now the dog can, you know, interact with the with the children, can interact with the parents too, for that matter. But they have to understand that the kids, as much as they are, um, less than the parents they're still under the parents authority they're still under the parents leadership therefore yeah we could play but i still got to respect them as lead, as authority figures they're still authority figures they're just second in command you know what i mean so they are basically on under the protection of the parents and that's how you create a high the hierarchy of authority and give a dog an understanding of how to deal with this because if you don't and you expect kids to kind of handle it on their own and you know People allow that kind of, you know, allow dogs and kids to kind of like interact a little too, too much. What ends up happening is that the kids and the dogs have this relationship that's a little lopsided. So you end up with a situation where, you know, a person can't even go near this child because the dog is going to attack them. Because guess what? That dog now is, I'm sorry, that child now belongs to your dog, especially if it's a female, you know? So that's as that's their job. They're going to protect because you never established the hierarchy of authority. It's not your job to protect the child. It's mine. You know, they're your authority figures, not the other way around. You know what I mean? So that's one area. Another area is if a child does something that the dog does not like, the dog will correct and they'll correct like a child, like a dog, you know, with our, you know, snarling, biting, whatever. That's what dogs do. Energy and body language that believe it or not is a form of body language because that's what dogs do with their mouths. They communicate. You know what I mean? So not every bite is aggressive. Not every bite is vicious. You know what I mean? Some dogs, are, I'm sorry, dogs do that naturally. You know, it's understanding why they're doing it and what it is that they just did. A bite is not a bad, let me rephrase that. A bite is not a sign of a killer. A bite is not, we got to put them down. No, it's a sign of communication. They're communicating something to you. It's just that you're not getting it because you don't understand, right? Why don't you understand? Because you were never trained trained to understand dogs you know what i'm saying you were trying to train your dog here at pac-man to the rescue the pac-man trains people to understand their dogs to provide their dogs what it is they want and need that is what's more important than anything else see what i'm saying so when we are getting that point everything makes sense at this point you know what i mean so when we're talking about again like with, with children and dogs that's why it's so crucial to have your child understand i'm sorry to have parents understand that the dog is not does not belong to the children this is your dog so like people will contact me and i'll and i could already tell when i'm dealing with a new dog owner and so i'll ask them i was like is this your first dog and they'll say oh i've had dogs growing up my whole life they're like that kind of stuff those are not your dogs this dog as an adult is your dog but if you had dogs growing up, they're not your dogs. They're your parents' dogs because you are not in charge of anything. You are not the one who is supposed to establish direction, bounds, and limits. You are not the one who was supposed to care for them. You know what I mean? So you didn't do anything. So you don't know anything. You know what I mean? So that's, this is your first dog. And so the, the, the important thing 
to, to really get out of this whole thing is why it's so important to establish that leadership, that hierarchy of authority. So your, your dog respects and trusts the child. You know what I mean? So um, it's very important to have that so that there's no problems. There's no incidences, you know, so to speak. And yeah, and I talk about this a lot where people say, oh, you know, I, my, my dog and my, my, my kid get along great. Listen, sometimes it works, right? Sometimes sometimes you don't do anything and every, the results are right. And I talk about peanut, my first dog, how, you know, I did everything wrong and he turned out perfect and nothing to do with me. It was just him. You know, had I done the same stuff with my current dog, Socks and Pepper, my Socks and Pepper would be different dogs at this point. You know what I mean? So um, it, 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 you're get, you get lucky sometimes, but if that's what you're banking on, then good luck. You're going to, you know, flip a coin, see which way it goes. And so sometimes you end up with the people that will say, well, I've had dogs my whole life and I've never had this problem before. Well, guess what? That's because you never knew what the hell you were doing. Now's the time to learn. This dog is good. This new dog is teaching you what it is that you don't know. You know, so you could take it as an opportunity to learn the reality of dogs, or you could take it as an opportunity to just say, you know what, this is, I want, I want like my past ones, you know, the easygoing ones, but you don't know whether or not you're going to get an easygoing one, you know, and even the easygoing ones, including peanut, they always have stuff that that's either a nuisance, that's destructive, that's disruptive. There's always problems with that. You know what I mean? So our job is to make our dogs happy fulfilled and well-behaved. And if you love dogs as much as I do, and if you're getting a dog for the right reasons, then that should be your goal is to build a relationship. You know, if you send your dog away to get trained, all that crap, they're not coming back to you the way that you want. Yeah, they'll be trained to do certain tricks, as I call them. They're just tricks, you know, but there's no relationship there. You know, we want a trust, respect, love relationship. But it's not just our dog trusting, respecting, and loving us. We have to trust, respect, and love them. And the only way to do that is to understand their brain, understand their needs, understand their instincts. We basically have to understand dog. We have to understand to community. We have to understand about dogness. You know what I mean? Dogness is key here, guys. Does this make sense? You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm just living in a fantasy land when it comes to this stuff, but why get a dog if you're not trying to build this relationship, like a real relationship to and provide them what they want, you know, in order to do that, we gotta, we gotta be trained in dog, you know, we gotta understand dog and we have to establish your leadership. This is not anything complicated, you know, like going back to the kid situation, if you have kids, you don't let your kids just be in charge and run amok and just let them do. I mean, some people do. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, and yeah, but it's true. Like, think about it. I'll, I'll, I, I give this, I gave this example just to somebody I was talking to on the phone yesterday. They were like, they were like, they didn't want to use a crate, you know, for, for a three month old puppy. They didn't want to use a crate. So I was like, you have kids, right? Oh, well, they're, they're older now. Okay. But at some point they were young. They were babies. They were toddlers. Did you just let them just run around the house all day long? Oh no, that would never happen. Well, that's what you're doing now. So why is it that we can't understand what it is that's required for a dog? So you're a puppy who doesn't know anybody, you just let them run around the house. And then we wonder why they're chewing furniture. They're eating crap and getting poisoned. They're getting injured. That's because you're letting them do what they want and they don't know any better. 
You know, you get a little toddler running around with like a spoon or a fork and just stick it in a socket. You know, he's, I mean, knock shit over. I mean, come on. This is, does this make sense? Or am I just delusional here? I don't know. Anyway, um, I, sometimes I think but anyway, leadership guys, understanding how to train people in order to help the dog population. I mean, this is what I, why I do what I do. I'm not here to train dogs and I'll tell it flat out. I say it to everybody. I'm not a dog trainer. If you want, if you want your dog trained, there's plenty of places you could go. If you want to be, if you want your dog to be happy, fulfilled and well-behaved, if you want a relationship with your dog, then I'm the guy for you. If you want your dog just to bounce around like a puppet, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't leave 16 years in financial services to do this just to, just to do it. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the bottom line. Listen, I know this is uh, you know, there's a lot of touchy subject when it comes to this, but let's make sure one thing. Okay. Make sure one thing, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because barking for balance is a great podcast. We're on Google. We're on Amazon. We're on, on Spotify. We're on an Apple podcast and we aren't on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to the barking for balance podcast. Had to throw that in there. I almost forgot. It was uh, slipped my mind there for a second. Whoo, See, when I get into this, I really, really, really get into it because I'm so passionate about it. You know, I know this stuff works, you know, and it really pisses me off when people just don't get it. Throw treats at them. Say obedience commands. It doesn't work, guys. It just doesn't work. Like, what do you want? Do you want a dog that's well-trained or do you want a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved? It, it, it's that simple. You know, don't blame the dog when the dog bites your kids. That's because you didn't establish direction, bounds, and limits, and you didn't establish a hierarchy of authority. It's such a bad, negative word, you know, establishing the leadership role. Leadership role is a great thing. The word dominance is, is such a negative word. And in the human world, it is. You want to know why? Because when a human is dominant, then that is based on ego. But in the animal world, dogs don't do it out of ego. They do it out of just instincts they do out of necessity when we take the ego out of the question it's a different story you know i'm not trying to be dominant over my dog i'm not trying to be the alpha i want my dogs to be happy fulfilled and well behaved i want to have a relationship you know what i mean my dogs and the way that anybody should have a relationship with their dog is like a parent child relationship like a boss employee relationship can you be friends sure but you got to be authoritative first you know what I mean? If you are if you are the boss of an of, of a company and your employees see you as a circus clown, they have no trust and respect for you. Is that efficient? See or no? The answer is no. If you said yes, then the answer is no. Parent child, can you be mother and mommy? Mother is authoritative. Mommy is playful. Can you be both? Sure, but you got to be mommy first. I'm sorry, you got to be mother first. Mother, mother first. Some of us are mothers as it is. I've been called a mother plenty of times in a different context, but that's a whole other story. But make sense? Father first, daddy. Daddy's playful, fun, cool. Father is authoritative, commanding, right? Establishes authority. Got to respect, do things the right way. And then daddy's playful. But it could be the same person. When it comes to my dog, and, and, and you got to understand that when you establish it this way, after a while, it's just so much fun and easy because there's already an understanding of who's who and what's what. So as the years progressed, like with me and Socks and Pepper, I've become a lot more lenient with stuff, a lot. You know, 
at some point, if it becomes a little too much, then you got to tighten up the reins a little bit, but it's just, it's quick. It's a quick fix, but that's the beauty of it is that's why they're so, you know, happy and fulfilled is because they've been provided and they've been treated as what they are. They're dogs. You know what I mean? At what point do we understand that when we treat dogs like people, when we treat dogs like children, when we treat dogs like humans, we are taking away the reason why we fucking love dogs so much. We love their dogness, guys. We love their dogness. That's what we love. So if we are trying to make dogs more like humans, then what, what are we doing here? We love dogs for a reason because of how they are and what they are, right? That's the reason why. So why are we trying to make them more like us? If anything, we should try to be living and being and thinking and feeling and acting more like a dog because humans suck, man. Humans suck. Dogs are awesome. So we should try to become more like them as, a pro- as opposed to trying to make them more like us. That's a conflict in, our, in their brain sometimes because mommy wants me to be this way. Mommy wants me to be human, but my instincts want me to do this. So now it's, it's a conflict. It's, 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 it's an identity crisis in the poor dog's brain. You know, he doesn't know what he is. Am I a dog? Am I a human? I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what to do. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Okay. So let's try to be more like dogs, man. Let's wag our tails a little bit more. You know what I mean? Let's be, let's try to, let's try to be more and act more like dogs. And by doing so, we'll do them a better service. You know what I mean? We'll do more for them. We'll provide them what they want. You know, when we take a dog out for a walk, when we're trying to teach them to walk, most people are like, well, I want to walk. I, I do this for myself. Well, you're a selfish fuck. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you're there to teach your dog how to walk, then you're there to teach your dog how to walk. If don't, it doesn't matter like how it's being done, your job is to do it the right way. So you're teaching your dog how to walk. It's not about you. It's about them. You know, stop being selfish. It's about them, not you. And by being them, what you have to understand, it's very important, is that if you, do, if you have to cater to their needs, you have to communicate their language. You have to understand their psychology. Human brain is different than a dog's brain, guys. Human communication, different than dog communication. I don't care what anybody tells you. All the commands and the treats, it doesn't do shit. It's part of it. Sure, tree, I, you know, treats are great. You know, the obedience command, that's great. It's like 1%, not even, it's less than that. You know, so that little certificate that you get from the dog training schools, great, hang it on the wall. Yeah, throw some darts at it too while you're at it. Or you go, we'll use it as toilet paper. Probably better, you're better off. You know what I mean? Understand your dog's needs, guys. What your dog needs first and foremost. Doesn't it's not much. It's not much. They don't need much. Very basic stuff. You know? And if you want to ner- learn more about how to do that and what it is that's necessary, let me know. I'm Pat the Pac-Man. I'll be more than happy to share that. That's what that's my that's my life. It's why I do this. Is to train people, not dogs. We train people, we help the dog community. We train dogs. I don't know what the hell we're doing. You know, the more we want, one person shares the knowledge. I am not afraid of disclosing all the details, all the secrets to people, as long as they apply them, as long as they internalize them and put them into practice, because that's really the hardest part. You know, people don't want to put those things into into practice and then they complain. Well, you have the knowledge now, you have the tools, you have the information. It's up to you whether you want to apply it or not. And anybody that has any questions on it, please. If you just want to love your dog and you don't care about the other three, remember the formula is off balance. 
I'm not saying it's not the, the only the one the, one of the things you got to do. Yeah, but it's not the only thing. And if your dog has problems and you think love is gonna fix it, yeah, buona fortuna. It ain't that's not the case. If it was that simple, if all it took was love, treats, and obedience commands, why is there so many poorly behaved dogs? And why are there so many troubled dogs? Explain that to me. They're not all abused. Listen, I could argue about this all day long. It's the bottom line. Let's train people, not dogs. Clear? Capish, megabish, oh, megabish. Oh, that's right. Be a leader. You can learn to be a leader. I did. And if you want to know how, contact the pack man and he'll teach you how to be a leader. Okay. Remember, guys, it's about training people, not training dogs. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys any question, you've got if you got any questions at all, if you want to talk about anything, please hit me up. We're on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you like and follow those pages as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Amazon, Google, Spotify, and Apple and YouTube. And if you have any questions on anything in general, let me know. I am here to support you guys. I am here to help you guys. I'm here to help the dog world the right way. I want dogs to be happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. But to do that, we need to train people, not dogs. And unfortunately, I could teach people the stuff that they need to do but it's up to the people to be able to do it. It's up to the people to be willing to do it. And if you do, you're doing your dog a better service. Trust me. You're treating them like dogs. They're dogs. Treat them as what they are, guys. Let's respect their dogness. Okay? I'm getting a little emotional here by talking about it because I do this with passion, goddammit. That's why I do this. Okay? So anyway, it's about training people, not training dogs. Remember that. Okay? So um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You got any questions for the Pac-Man? I'm here for you. I got your back. I will support you emotionally, inspirationally, spiritually. Well, Senora, God bless. You know, I haven't talked about God in a while, but we're going to, you know, God is always present. I pray for to him before I start every podcast uh, episode because that's just, you know, the way it works. And that's my source of inspiration and my leader. God is my leader. He gives me direction. He inspires me. He gives me structure. He does everything I need. And that's what you need to be to your dog because, hey, Remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. So make sure that your kids are not there to control, to be in command. You're in charge, okay? Teach your dogs to be in charge. Teach your dog, I'm sorry, teach your kids to be to be in charge so that this way when they're adults, they know what they need to do as well. And we help the dog world, okay? Any questions, guys, I'm here. I'm Pat the Pack, man. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Catch you guys next time. Mm-hmm.